0: Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Out of that faith. And the scripture we've used this year... Uh, particularly well over the, the whole thing is genesis one hundred and twenty eight which is be fruitful and increase, but luke seventeen five is the scripture for this faith scripture because uh, the apostle said, "Lord, increase our faith, increase our faith, and i don 't know about you, but I need my faith increased day in and day out. you know I can live uh, in this world and let the world affect the way I think about things about the how I think about myself, how I even think about the church, and uh, and I, I'm sure, am not that too dissimilar to you, and the the apostles here, because <laughs> they said, "Lord, increase our faith." We need a faith deposit to do what God's called us to do. You know, in in this world, we can just get worn down, get worn down by the the. The bad news, the the tough news, the the tough stuff that happens in our life, the circumstances, the situations, the people, the, the whatever financial aspect, the emotional aspect, like whatever it is that wears you down, it can just wear you out and our faith gets diminished in that. And here this morning, I want to talk to you about how God increases our faith and how we can position ourselves to increase our faith. And before I want to get into that, I actually want to just quickly look at why do we need our faith increased? I've started to talk about that a little bit already, but here's a couple of thoughts. These are from Scripture. Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Whoa. Just think about that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Whatever we're doing in life, if it isn't faith-based, if it isn't based in faith it doesn't please god that's a sobering thought for me because there's lots of things i think about that aren't faith-based and 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 god's words clear here without faith it is impossible to please god think about that a little bit for your life what are you thinking about what are you considering what are you what are you doing is it faith-based or not yeah matthew nine twenty-nine. this is jesus speaking according to your faith, will it be done to you. According to your faith, it will be done to you. So our faith, our level of faith, our, the lid of faith, the, the pathway of faith, the, the gateway of faith, the door of faith, whatever you want to call it, is, is, is everything to God wants to do in your life. So the faith you have determines the life you are going to live. Wow. Wow. Did Jesus really say that? According to your faith, will it be done to you? Everything God wants wants to do in your life is according to your faith. How's your faith going? Really, how is it going? I know how easy it is to get our faith diminished. You know, because it just gets pounded down day in and day out. If you watch the news, and we do watch the news, but geez, sometimes I wish I didn't because it's just sad and boring and, and sensational, and, and it's actually not the truth most of the time. It's just a version they want to get your attention and get the ratings up, and you just go, ah, this is frustrating. We still need to know what's going on in the world, so I guess there's this balance we have to live in the world, but not of the world. Colossians 2, uh, 2 verse 7. This is from the, the Living Bible. This is a lovely version of it. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment. So that you will grow in faith strong and vigorous. What a beautiful version of that, that scripture it is. That has to be our goal. That has to be what we're about. To increase and grow in faith. A faith that is strong and vigorous and courageous and in the midst of trials and troubles, that is a faith that that, you know, we just need to, to grow our, our roots down into into the soil into god and get our strength from that place you know so that's a few reasons why we want our faith to increase so how do we increase our faith that's that's the question how do we allow our faith to be increased or how do we position ourselves in god to do that a couple of thoughts i had the first one is through knowing god's word through knowing god's word we can't underestimate this you know there's so many scripts I could have bought, but this one I thought to bring this morning out of Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes from hearing God's message, and God's message is heard through the word of Christ. There's one clear way we, we, we increase our faith. How do we do that? It's through God's word. It's through hearing God's word. It's through reading God's word. It's meditating on God, God's word. It's memorizing God's word. It's actually applying God's word to our life, and and outworking it from there you see there's there's a truth here that we need to if we want our faith to increase it's as christians as believers of christ as followers of christ we have to apply the word of god to our lives there's no other options here as far as i'm concerned you know it's, it's it's god's message we need to hear god's message how do we hear God's message? Well, maybe it's for you. It is sitting, reading your Bible and letting the Holy Spirit speak to you. And there's a Rema word of God that will speak to you specifically out of the word and and, and encourage you or or direct you or guide you or lead you or counsel you. And that's really, really important. You know, there is church, coming to church, being regularly in church to hear God's word because that's why it's important to be part of a biblically based church because we preach out of the Bible. We just don't preach out of us, we preach out of the word of God. And, and, and sometimes it, it's hard, you know, because you don't want to preach some of this stuff. And you go, well, but it's actually hearing God's word for, through Christ and applying it to our lives is bringing the change. It's knowing God's word. And another way that I see God increases our faith is, is through circumstances that test us. Circumstances that test us. You know, James 1.3, when your faith is tested, your character has a chance to grow. And, and our faith is like a muscle, right? And I'm not a good example of this. I should have got Chris up for this, I guess. But, you know, when you pump a lot of iron, you know, you start to build up some muscles and uh, and you get all those things that pop up on your arms and and you forget to do your legs so you get big upstairs and little downstairs and it's just like, Oh, sorry, I wasn't still talking about Chris. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I might have been. But anyway, um, but your faith is like a muscle and we have to test our faith for it to grow. While we, we live in a vacuum, it doesn't do it. We've got to live life to the full and let God do in us what he wants to do in us and, and exercise our faith grow our faith and it's, it's in response to the circumstances of life what is your faith doing well you'll it'll, it'll be proven in your response to the circumstances and the tests in life how are you responding to that you know you're spitting the dummy and doing the dummy spit just going no i'm not doing this anymore and, and i know i've been there i get it you know but this is a chance in faith to grow a character to increase and be all that God wants us to be in the midst of the test. And so there's a few tests I've thought of here. There could have been a thousand. Well, there's so many of these I could have come up with, but these ones all start with a particular letter, so it sort of works well for the message. So um, uh, it's D, if you want to know. But Because uh, um, here's some tests i thought about that help us increase and grow our faith. God tests and increase our faith through dreams. Through dreams through dreams now you know I'm the pastor of this church and I should have dreams and visions you know the that, Bible says that so I should be doing that but here's the truth every single one of you has got a dream within you whether you recognise it or not there's a deposit of a dream within each and every heart here this morning I know that to be true, but I know sometimes the, the, the busyness of life, the stuff of life overwhelms and, and deadens and pushes down the dream that God has put in your heart. But I'm telling you, God's got a dream for every single one of us here. And uh, now how do I know if it's a dream from God or it's just me? <laughs> Tough question. But but here's a couple of thoughts. If it's from God, it'll help somebody else. You see, if it's a God dream, it'll actually be set up to help someone else, not just for you, and that's how we know it's a, a dream from God. The other thought is this, about the dream from God. It'll seem to be impossible. It'll be something that you just can't pull off by yourself. It'll be way bigger and better and, and you can't justify it to people. You know, God will put a dream in your heart and go, that's dumb. How am I going to prove that? How am I going to justify that? And how am I going to stand against criticism? We can't. Because it's a dream from God. It's not a natural dream. It's not a, a man-made dream. A man-made dream we can justify. We can do ourselves. We can make it make sense. But a dream from God isn't like that. It is is of another world. It's, it's, it's different. And... Uh, We can't do it in our own strength. It seems impossible in so many ways. See, that's a God's dream. That's a God dream for you. And uh, it's not just the spicy meal you had last night before you went to bed. It's actually the God dream. It's not just the the personal thing that you got in your life. That's good. You've got talents and and there's things that you've been called to to do and, and you've got giftings and you've got you know in your position use that like step out in that i'm not saying you don't do the the other thing as well because i love goal setting i love doing that but very often it's not god-based it's just that's how i do things just being strategic and that's okay but but what is a god dream what what's that all about what's the scripture god's laid in your heart what's the thing that you hold on to day in and day out no matter what the circumstances are no matter what the tests in life are what is that scripture you have you see jeremiah 29 11, and you know this well probably because it says this for i know the plans i have for you," declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future you see god wants to prosper prosper us he wants to give us a hope he wants to give us a future no matter what comes against us and uh And here this morning, I just want to share the dream about this church. Um, it was probably 20, 30, twenty, twenty-two 20, 22 years ago. God put a dream in my heart. It was probably 23, actually, about this church, planning a church. I was at full-time Bible college at the time. And... Uh, it was a prayer meeting on a, sed- uh, no, not a Saturday morning, it was a Friday morning, early. I didn't really like those very much. It was like I had to drive a sort of 40 minutes to get to it and then ramp yourself up and, you know, you hadn't had coffee and you were just sort of, ugh. And, uh, and this morning, um, I, I remember it distinctly. In this room with all these people, we were praying and uh, I remember God just laying that on my heart that one day you'll plant a church break one day in god's timing not my timing you know when, when he was ready not when i was ready and uh, at, at the end of bible college you know look i can't give you all the detail because it'll go way too long but we sold our house you know bible full-time bible college was not full-time bible college it was four days a week and i was working in the business one day a week i was working in a church office I think two or three afternoons a week it was it was nuts it was just a nuts year but it was great but I was actually looking forward to doing Bible College and go okay I've done that now I'm going back into business because my dad's here this morning and and we're in business and uh and we're doing well like why would you not want to be in that you know we're doing great and uh and I knew God had something on me, but but I, I didn't really want to recognize I was much happier doing business because, like, that was easy compared to ministry. Can I tell you? We had 20-plus staff. We had thousands of customers. We had multiple outlets all across the country. It was a snack compared to ministry. Seriously. And I, I know you may not understand that because... You haven't been in it, but I'm just telling you it is. But anyway, that's a distraction. I didn't want to go there. What did I go there for? Um, anyway, I, I was happy to go back into business. That's right. That's where I got to. Mark Zair said to me, he was our senior pastor, he said, I need you in full-time ministry. I'm going, oh, really? I was sort of thinking I would want to go back into the business. He said, no, no, Bruce Robbo, who's another executive pastor there, who's going out to take over a church in Gateshead, and I need you to step into this full-time role. And... Uh, you know, I sort of couldn't say no. Really, in the end, and and uh, uh, and sort of stepped in this role. Not 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 reluctantly, but I wasn't. I hadn't died to myself enough at that stage. I was still thinking business was the option because you made lots of money. You went on lots of trips. It was fun. You know, you could. It was just anyway. Ministry wasn't didn't look like that to me. And uh, anyway, so here we go. So. Took stepped in this full time role, Macquarie Church Life Church just blew up. It just grew so rapidly. We didn't know what to do. We started when we started. We we were probably two hundred people there. Maybe not even. I don't think. We we're doing two services. They're, you know, half full most mornings and nights. And and uh, and within a couple of years, we were four services in this this building. It was bursting at the seams. We were, we we're running hard. We didn't know what we we're doing. We'd never clue what we we're doing. And and. Uh, it was just growing and then mark gets this dream about five churches i think it was just to take the pressure off really our facility but uh uh, you know five churches and and my name was never in the mix of any of these there was like a list he had and we met with all the people because i was a part of the executive team so we processed it together and there was like five or seven names had on this list to plant churches mine was never there and i'm going oh i wouldn't mind having a try at this and he said no no i need you here to facilitate and organize as the church plants get up we need you to you know do all the coordination of the, that and be part of that and uh you know because we we're pretty key i was associate pastor Rob was kids pastor um we we're key on staff i guess and uh i knew i had a dream to plant a church but nothing was evident and so a year or two went past, same dream, five churches, Macquarie Churches, nothing was happening. It was just like the people we thought would have done it didn't want a bar of it. Like they were going, nah, I'm not doing that, man. That, that's not me. Just not keen at all. And it just didn't work. Anyway, I spoke to Mark. I said, look, you know, it's either you or me. looks like we're going to have to plan a church. He said, nah, not happening. So, okay, that's fine. And laid down the idea, <laughs> really, and just was determined to become the best two I see I could possibly be. To, to make the church and, and Mark's there look the best to everybody, no matter what was going on, because it, we were running hard, can I tell you. And it was, it's pretty stressful when you got lots of things going on and God was moving and we were just trying to keep up, really. Anyway, quite a few months later, he got back to me and said, Hey, God spoke to me. I, I'm, I'm happy for you to consider pursuing that, if that's the, what you think. So come came up here and fasted and prayed for three days. Fingal Park, um, Fingal Caravan Park over there, in a little cabin, you know, three days praying and fasting, walking, just trying to get if or when or how or where because we hadn't done this before. No one knew how to do this. This was all new information. And uh, anyway, this one morning, stepped out of the caravan, out of the cabin, I guess it was, caravan cabin, um, and I remember... This so clearly, Joshua 1.3, I'll give you every place you set your foot. I was like, whoa, I think that's God speaking to me. I was like, it's here in the bay, and let me just start doing it now. Because if God's giving it to you, you don't want to ignore it. And... uh <laughs> I was, I was good with that, I was confirmed with that but I still have my wife and my kids to consider how's this going to work, I'm not going to do it unless they're 100% on board and you know, we, we talked about it a little bit and we prayed about it and, and I remember one of the, 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 most, the most beautiful things my wife ever did for me is said, you know what, we're in this together whatever you decide, I'm there 100% with you and I was just like, whoa, that, that's, that's nuts she hates that by the way and our kids turned around. They, they didn't really have much idea about it. But then they said, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And, uh, <laughs> and it, was, it, was, it was great. So I remember standing up on um, Gangan lookout and uh, looking over the region. You could see most of the region from up there, you know. You could see all the houses and the shopping centers and the beaches. And, the, and I remember God breaking our hearts, just weeping over this region and God did something supernatural in both of us right then. I was just like, "Whoa, that wasn't just normal crying. A few tears of regret or whatever. This was sobbing." And God broke a heart for this region right then. And uh and and I don't know how that works sometimes, but initially it was fun exciting doing the planning to plant this church. You know, the the fresh days of we go Oh, something new. Let's get stuck into it. This is awesome. Until the reality of it hit and uh, what we're going to do. And, and here's what I want to say to you. Fear can stop your dream. Fear will stop your dream if you allow it to. And um, <laughs> yeah. and here's the thing I want to say to you. The truth is you probably don't or won't have a peace about your dream that God has got for you until you step into it. And, and it, it's an interesting thought. And why is that? Because fear, fear and faith are opposite. And uh, the enemy never wants us to take ground in God. So if it's a God dream, the enemy's going to do everything he can to get a, do something against that, to send fear to, to, to do a process that, that won't help build the kingdom of God. You know, who do you think you are? Nobody's going to turn up. You're a fool thinking you can do this. Give up before you start. You know, don't make an idiot of yourself. Just give it up. Don't, don't do it. And, uh, and and our natural man also then clicks in and says, yeah, how are we going to survive? How's this going to work? What, what, how are we gonna, where's the money going to come from? And we rationalize all these things and, and add it on to that, that fear factor. And so here's a natural dilemma for you. I know I'm taking a while on this, but I just want, I didn't want to rush over this and give you the, five-second view of it i just want to give you the full understanding of, of this process this faith thing you know as a husband as a dad we were giving up our full-time paid ministry in a really successful church <laughs> it was thriving and growing one of the largest churches in newcastle <laughs> to plant a church in a region we didn't really know many people well we knew one couple and because of that couple we knew another we've got introduced another couple i think and or or two couples we did know and there was another couple that's right and and so we didn't really know many people here and we didn't know that much about the region i didn't know how big it was or not it just felt like it was the right thing to do so we're giving up that for an uncertain future and in the natural it looked like the worst of the worst decisions because i'm a husband i'm a dad i've got four kids got a mortgage, got cars, got school fees, got all the things that come with life, you know, expenses, all those things, but that's actually where we need faith, Lord, increase our faith, God, in the midst of trying to work this out, increase our faith, and as I said, I've got four kids, Had I've got four kids, one wasn't going to come with us, who was in uni, the three girls, are in youth group, they're In a really impressionable stage, and uh, you know, teenage years, and we're ripping them out of a strong youth group, out of a strong church, into what? I don't know. What? I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. An uncertain future. We couldn't guarantee anything. God, pray. I pray for my kids, God. I pray you just put good people around them, God. I pray for their, their 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 they walk with you, God. You know, they'll be followers of you, Jesus. You know, I don't know whether we, pay, we get paid or not, ever. Like, truthfully, we had to come with that mindset. We may never get paid to do this, Greg. And I was working two days a week at Macquarie as business manager at the time. I'd started a little business that wasn't making very much money, but it's giving a little bit of cash flow. You know, there was things we'd done to try and be naturally wise about it. <laughs> But we didn't know how we we're going to survive, really. That, that's, that's the truth it. And uh, and even when we did get to the planting part, <laughs> was anybody going to turn up? <laughs> like, and Donna, she put her hand up. The Muralos were there. They were there that first morning. Been ever since. It's been awesome. And, and there's been quite a few people. I think you guys turned up the second week, wasn't it? Something like that. So, uh, um, so, you know. It, it, it's been a, a fun ride but you know was anyone else going to turn up you know or was that enough we, we, look we just determined <laughs> we were going to do church it was just robin and myself and our three kids we were still going to do church that's just what we were determined to do would we ever get paid who knew i didn't know you know and 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 the god had put a dream in my heart the god had put a dream in my heart and amongst the 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 trepidation of all that in the last couple of months we still know how we're going to pay for the gear we need to buy we sort of knew we could get a couple of thousand dollars a businessman came to me like just a couple of months before we planted and said hey uh how you paying for the stuff for the church plan how's that's going do you know how much that is i said look we think we can scrabble together a couple of thousand dollars so i think we can do that and but you know that's about all but here's what actually happened the week before, I really felt like God had chastised me for only just thinking about second-hand equipment. He said, you haven't done a quote even on new, new equipment. You wouldn't even know what that would cost to set up. So I went, oh, okay, yeah, true. So I, I did a quote, and we, we worked that out, and it was about 15 grand. And this guy said, well, how much is it going to cost? He said, well, 15,000. He said, you got it. And I said, no, I haven't got it. I'm thinking about a couple of grand because I get secondhand stuff and, and basically that will you know, get us started. I think, no, no, you've got it. I'll give it to you. On Monday morning, I'll put a check on your desk for $15,000. I went, whoa. And what I didn't know, he just sold a business. He, had, he was tithing $30,000 um, to, know, to church and uh, if I'd been smart about it, you know, but anyway, he gave us fifteen thousand and gave fifteen thousand to macquarie church and i i was happy he blessed them, sort of so um no i was I was really happy, but there was a confirmation for us right in that uh, there was a building block of faith starting to put in place where I was starting to get a little fearful a little. Oh, heck, how's this going to happen? How are we going to do this? I don't know how we're going to buy the equipment. How are we going to get started? Who's you know? and, and God, to put a building block of faith in amongst all that fear. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. And and, and as I say, the rest is history. We we planted here uh, in March 2002, so it's 18 years next month, and uh, so we're almost an adult. And and you know, and and it's been amazing mountaintop experiences and, and valley experiences all at the same time. And here's the thing that's held me here all these years, is that verse out of Joshua, I'll give you every place you set your foot. You see, if I didn't have that, I don't know whether i had been able to hang through some of the tough times. If I didn't know it was God that called us here, that had given us a scripture, that, that built our faith, that made us believe and position ourselves to step into the promise God had for us, I don't know whether I would have stayed because there was actually a temptation in that process. I remember a guy flew up from Melbourne to make an appointment with me, and he actually came to headhunt me for a church in Melbourne, they were quite a large church, and it was just like I couldn't make any sense of it. Is this God? Is this what's this? And it's like, no, God hasn't called us out. He hasn't finished with us, and I wasn't looking to be finished with at that stage. And and it was like, you even even it has to. Get that discernment. What is God calling to you you to? What, where's your faith for? What, what has he positioned you for in your life? And then set your heart on that thing. You know, here's the truth. <laughs> I want to say this in a way that doesn't sound like we're boasting. But I guess I am. Um, see, everyone would like to lead this church Now. Across the state, you talk to people and say, how'd you get that gig? You know, like, you're in the bay. Sure, you got called to the bay. I'm sure you did, Greg. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Because they don't know any of that faith journey. All they see is the, the five acres and the reasonably new auditorium and the facility that's growing and, de- and blowing up and the great families and the kids' ministry and the youth ministry and the young adults and the, the families and, and the great people that have been drawn here They don't see all the heartache and all the the hard work and the faith journey in that process. See, everyone wants this church now. No one wanted that church back then because no one was planting churches back then. That's the truth. Everyone wants it now, though. And I had a dream. Before we started these services, I remember sitting in an office at Macquarie 18-plus years ago, writing down what this church would look like. And it seems a bit arrogant. It seemed arrogant at the time, and in some ways, it probably was as well. And here's what I wrote down: I see a church that loves God, loves people, <laughs> loves life. Is focused outwardly and generally nurtures, encourages, and empowers children, youth, marriages, families. Gosh. Hey, um Jim, we've got a screen for this, I think. Yeah, it's up. okay. Um, just in case I don't get all the words out. I don't know why this is emotional. I don't know why. Is that oh that's the wrong you're on the wrong screen, the wrong um PowerPoint. Let's see if you can find the other one for me because it is good if we can read this. Is dynamic, living, growing? Powerful, enthusiastic and powerful, it is soft in the moving and leading of the Holy Spirit. Is honest, relevant, and authentic. Is committed to love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Is full of life, success, influence, abundance, faith, hope, and potential. Is Bible and prayer based, asking God to build His kingdom. Is leadership focused, producing and releasing leaders. Is committed to mobilizing the believers to become disciples. I see a church that follows Jesus' lead and his grace every day. If you've been around for more than a couple of weeks, I pray you see what I've just described as Baylife Church. You know, I I pray that you, those words resonate with you. Because back 18 years ago... (laughs) in a clunky old Tommery Education Centre Hall with the wooden floors and, the, and, and everything that goes on there, man. It didn't look anything like that. It was like, is anyone going to turn up? And, and beautifully, like, it was amazing The first Sunday. There was like 80-something people, 87 people, I think, and most of them just there to support us, but some of us there to correct us, you know. I are getting those emails from people saying, um, what are you doing? There's not this, what, what was the, how they put it? There's too many churches up here already. There's not enough Christians to go around the churches. That's why we're coming. We're not coming for the Christians, you know? <laughs> so funny. And so let, let me, I better move on a bit now. there's was a dream to purchase this property, We couldn't possibly do it in the natural. You know, even when we we were looking at this property, people left the church because they couldn't see the dream. But God increased our faith. We worked out how to purchase the property, and God increased our faith. We worked out how to build this auditorium, and God increased our faith. We worked out how to buy the extra three acres of land. All seemed impossible. But God increased our faith. God came through. He increased our faith every step of the way, as long as we kept surrendered to him. And you may know this verse in a different version, but Ephesians 3.20. God can do anything, you know, far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams, immeasurably more, exceedingly abundantly more. In your wildest dreams, I say, God, to increase in faith, I must learn to dream big. And it doesn't look big at the start. It looks really small and weak. You've got to let God increase your faith. You now, what, what are some of the dreams God's put on you in your life? What well, are the things you need to consider? Is this a God dream? Is this a natural dream? Is this, what, what's this about? He's giving you dreams. I, I totally believe that and I know that. And uh, if they're God-given dreams, start to explore them. Start to talk about people that you, with people that you trust to explore what they might be for you. Okay, dream big. Second thought, God tests and increase our faith through delays. And these will be much quicker than that one. So don't worry if you're going, oh, goodness, this guy's going on forever. These will be quicker. So I'll get through these couple of points here. Have a cut 2-3. These things that I plan for you won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. Hear that? Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. I've said this before, but God's delays aren't really God's denials, and not necessarily God's denials. Sometimes it's a timing thing. You see, sometimes it's the right thing with the right motivation, the right uh, consideration, but it's at the wrong time. Therefore, it's the wrong thing. It's got to be in God's timing. And just on this side of it, we don't recognize it, that it's, it's not the right time. We don't get that it's the wrong time. And that's when we need faith to trust in God, even in the delays. See, God feels no time pressure like we do. He doesn't get, you know, oh, God... You know, I've got two days to go and, you know, you better start getting snappy, man. You better feel the pressure because I need this to happen. And he goes, what? You know, you just have to read scriptures like 2 Peter you know, three 8. You know, Don't forget this one thing, dear friends. For the Lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. Time is irrelevant to God. He doesn't care that you've got a deadline. He doesn't care that you've got, oh, well, I, I need to know this by the end of the week, God, because, you know because i need to know and uh, he goes no nah, don't think so let's hang in there let's let's build your faith let, 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 let the delay build your faith increase your faith let let the waiting do something in you so his promises uh his, the god promise are never based in time frames because he isn't restricted by time like we are it, it's not a time-based thing and so often in the delays, when God uses the circumstances and uses, us, uses the things that are happening around us to build us, to be prepared to accept the promise of God. And our faith is increased and perfected in that place. And too many Christians today uh, are influenced by a culture. They want microwave answers from a crockpot God. I had to make sure I said that around the right way because but they want microwave answers. They want answers now. They want fast food drive-through for a gourmet God. And our culture wants that. God, I want it and I want it now. God, give me patience now. It's like, no, no, I won't. You have to learn that. It's in God's timing. And I know it's hard to understand on this side of it, but God's timing is absolutely the best for us because he loves us and he cares about us so much. He knows how many hairs you've got on your head. Now, some of you, that's easy, but for others, it's harder. So I didn't even say the joke about David Osler then. So, uh, um, so see, I left him out. So being kind. You know, Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter, verses 1 to 2. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And if you read through the next passage, that, those verses afterwards, it talks about Abel and Enoch and, and uh, uh, Noah. Uh, Noah had to wait 120 years. Yeah, Abraham, 100 years before the promise of God. God used him and they're all commended for their faith in the waiting even though many of them didn't actually see the outcomes that they might have expected so that's why we need faith in the delays Isaiah 40 uh, 64 four, God acts on behalf of those who wait on him to increase in faith I must learn to wait patiently and last point God's tests and increases our faith through difficulties. I don't know if you've observed this about life or not. I have. The moments of our greatest pleasure and exhilaration and breakthrough have usually come out of pain or trouble or difficulties. You see, that's when we get the most excited about what has happened in our life. When we've come out of the valley and we get to the mountaintop, it's like, whoa. If we existed on the mountaintop, we wouldn't know what the mountaintop, what, we wouldn't be excited about that. But when you've come from the place of a valley into the mountaintop, you know, wow, this is so amazing. You know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, even in those places, the valley, the shadow of death, He's with us, and how those difficulties are, builds and increases our faith and our courage to keep on keeping on. Often, it's all we've got left. You know, I, I had this thought of a sapling tree. I had this heard of this illustration years ago, and a, a, I just think it's a wonderful illustration. If a if a sapling gum tree, for instance, is grown in a vacuum, if it's put a big su- a, glass cylinder over the top of it and gets all the nutrients and all the air and all the the stuff it needs to grow to grow really well but it has no wind no resistance no storms no struggle with pests no struggle with any of that stuff eventually that tree just falls over under its own weight you think that would be the best for the tree but it actually isn't the best for the tree the tree knows best when it's out in nature in the wild and and the storms come and, and with the wind and the resistance, the, the, the trunk gets built up and, and, and the sapling grows into a strong tree. It, it drives down its roots deep. And, and, and the pruning you know, makes the, the leaves more abundant, the fruit more abundant. The pruning in life brings even greater you know, fruitfulness in that time. And we wonder why we have difficulties and resistance. I'm telling you, it, it's to increase our faith. Those difficulties increase our faith. 1 Peter 4 12. Dear friends, do not be surprised when you suffer painful troubles. These things are testing your faith. So do not think that something strange is happening to you. <laughs> if you go back just a, a couple of chapters 1 Peter 1 7. I love 1 Peter, it's great. These trials and troubles are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It's being tested as fire purifies gold and your faith is being far more precious to God than mere gold. Difficulties help refine our faith. Our faith is more precious to God than gold. Don't give up. Faithful people don't give up. Unfaithful people give up. You know, I bought this little, grabbed this off the tree outside because I had this thought. You now, these gum nuts, how do they become a eucalyptus tree? Because they're just a little gum nut and there's little seeds inside them. And a gum nut, <laughs> sorry, a eucalyptus, eucalyptus tree is just a gum nut that refused to give up. A eucalyptus tree is just a little gum nut that refused to give up. In the difficulties of life. In fact, the difficulties make it stronger. And they make you stronger. They give you more faith. They give you more resilience. They give you more push-through in the tough times. They give you more God reliance. They give you more of, of, of the Holy Spirit. They give you more of the presence of God in our lives. We, we have this faith to believe that God will somehow use this for good. No matter what it looks like to me in the natural, God will somehow use this for good. And in those difficulties and those tests, He's going to increase my faith. You know, in John 1, John oh, sorry, John 11, 14 to 15, I'll finish with this. Jesus talking to His disciples, debating why they didn't go to Lazarus, His friend that had died. And Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, but I'm glad that I wasn't there so that you can grow in faith. Let's go to Lazarus now. See, we can't understand the things of God in our natural mind. We've got to have faith. Faith is a conduit to help us understand the things of God and operate in the things of God. To increase in faith, I must learn to trust God continually. Father, we thank you, Lord, for those tests in our life, God. We thank you for the things that we don't always understand, we don't always get. But, God, we, we thank you that you're using them to build our faith, to increase our faith, to grow our faith, to stretch our faith, God. God, I thank of every single person here this morning. God, I pray um, you are doing something in hearts right now, in, in spirits, in our soul in our minds, God, to position us for the promises you have for us. God, to increase our faith to the level that you want it increased. So we're prepared to take on the dreams, God. We're prepared to take on those things that come at us, God. We're prepared to those, to prepare for those difficulties, God. God, we thank you so much for your word. God, I pray that uh, your word just resonates in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, God, and our souls to do what you meant it to do. And I pray that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So good. Thank you, Greg. You know, it doesn't matter who we are. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylight Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.